Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. You should come on the academy. Don't think it rules you out. You should do it. It's for everyone who has influence in their world. And so think about it. Come to the interesting, and if nothing else, we should be absolutely full of people there online. Hey, we've been in the middle of, uh, we're at the end now of this series, Blessed. Thank you for the feedback. We do appreciate feedback. People have sent emails in or comments that we've made. And everyone we've spoken to says, what a great series this has been for equipping individuals to be able to be a blessing in the world. Now, this is not going to go away. We're going to stay with the whole Blessed theme forever. We want it to be part of our DNA in the church. And we started, if you remember, begin with prayer. We had a a week off last week as we had Mark Ritchie here. Mark's always good. But we're finishing the series today. We're telling your story. We've got lots of stories. And so put your hands together wherever you are. And please welcome Becky Campbell, who's our impact pastor. She's going to lead us in this today. So welcome to Becky Campbell. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Good to see you online. Good to be in the room with you today. For those of you online, you are my people. I love watching online. I am usually there with my uh, sliders on, my tracky bottoms, drinking a cup of coffee and enjoying. So it's good to be the other side of the screen chatting to you today. I'm just going to expertly try and put all of my items down. So bear with me one moment. Smoothly done, smoothly done. Um, So I am here to talk to you about the last part of our Bless series. How good has Bless been? It's been great, hey. And it's been great to just draw attention to the ways in which we can share our faith and talk to people a little bit more about Jesus. Now let's recap a little bit about Bless. So we started with B, begin with prayer. And although it is our last Sunday talking about the Blessed series, it of course is not the last time we're going to be praying for the people that we want to find Jesus. We are going to continue to bless and to continue to bring this into our DNA, into everything that we do, because it is so important to pray for the people. So if you've lost your card, if you've forgotten about your card, I've got these cards in my footwell. I've got them tucked into my Bible. I've got them all around in my car. If you're like me and have just got lots of these littering the place, collect them up, fill them in, put them on the fridge where they were intended to be or on the mirror. Don't forget, just because we've left the blessed series, don't forget to continue to pray for the people that you're praying for. L, listen, making sure we listen to the people who um, are around us, having those conversations. E, eat, please continue to eat, continue to go out for meals, continue to have people around your house, continue to eat with people. S, continuing to serve, put your neighbor's bins out or mow their lawn or maybe even jet wash their car spaces along with yours. Continue to go above and beyond to serve the people around you. And then finally, here we are today, S, stories. 
continuing to tell our story, continuing to talk to people about what a difference Jesus has made in our lives. I love stories, and they're all around us, aren't they? We watch movies on line and we watch um, all sorts of DVDs and I don't know maybe you still have VHS and you watch a video every now and then or we record videos on our phones or we read stories at night to kids or we tell stories during the day of all of the things that have happened. Stories are all around us. My favorite book when I was a, a child was a book called Danny and the Dinosaur. Did anyone else read Danny and the Dinosaur? It was a brilliant book. Actually, last night I Googled Danny and the Dinosaur and I feel robbed because there's a whole series of Danny the Dinosaur books that I only found out about last night. So my nephew will be getting them for Christmas this year. But Danny the Dinosaur, I read it over and over again. And by the end of the time when I had, you know, graduated out of reading the easy read stories, that book was battered. It had rips in it. It was well read. It was weathered because I just could not stop reading Danny and the Dinosaur. And our story is like that to God. He can't stop hearing our story. He wants our book of our life to be tatted and ripped, not in a negative way, but because it's so read and so seen and so heard. And we just can't put down the story of what Jesus has done in our life because we, we read it over and over and over again. And sometimes we criticize stories, don't we? We say, oh, that's, I wouldn't watch that movie. It doesn't have a great storyline, or you ch can't quite get into a book. You put it two chapters down, or even when someone's telling you a story, you drift off halfway through because it was a boring story, and you, and you drift off. And we, Sometimes we do that to our own story. Sometimes we say, oh, what have I got to share, or... My story's not very interesting, or it's too intense. Nobody would want to hear my story. It's too deep. And we criticize our story. But actually, that story's been scripted. It's been written. It's been orchestrated with God in heaven. And it's been written by you and by Jesus. In the story, in the book of Blessed that Dave Ferguson has written, he wrote three things, three reasons as to why we sometimes avoid sharing our story. I'm going to quickly just highlight these three reasons before um, I turn to the people who are not just strangely sat behind me, watching me from the behind me, but they are here to share their stories today. So three reasons why we might not share them. Number one, I just don't have what it takes See, we were never supposed to have what it takes. So we make it all about us. I can't share my story. Well, it's not just your story. It's yours and Jesus' story. And he has what it takes. See, the Lord is with us. Listen to this, Matthew 10, 19 to 20. Do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you'll be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Your story's been orchestrated, it's been composed, it's been written, it's been combined with you and with Christ. It was made to be shared. Number two, I don't want to impose my beliefs on my friends and family. 
Now, if you're worried about being that friend or that family member, you're probably not. You're probably the person who's uh, not being that kind of pushy kind of friend. But if we do these things, if we pray and we listen and we eat and we serve and we share our stories, then we're journeying with people and we're having conversations with people. Romans 10 verse 14, but how can they call on him and save them unless they believe in And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? How can they hear about him unless Paul tells them? How can they hear about them unless Tim tells them? How can they hear about them unless Paula tells them? See, we have to tell people our stories. That is me and Jesus together for them to be able to hear all about him. And number three, sharing my story makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can uh, realize that I'm a creature of comfort. I like my things. I like the nice, easy way about doing things. But the thing about being a Christian is it was never really intended to be comfortable. And we can see that in the life of Jesus. He didn't live a comfortable life. And if we're not sharing our stories simply because we want to remain in comfort, then let's ask ourselves, do we really believe what we're living? Do we really believe that we have the truth of the gospel in, the, in our hands that we can share? It is uncomfortable. It is vulnerable. And some of these guys who are sharing their stories today, they are putting themselves out there to be vulnerable and to share their stories. But let's not let a little bit of uncomfortable feeling stop us from sharing our story you know a good way to do that is to know it before to write it out to have a script a little bit and the holy spirit will guide you and share things and prompt you as you share but to write those things out ahead of time and a good way to do that is to talk about before jesus how you met jesus and what life is like after jesus today you're all wondering and sitting comfortably in your seats. Today I'm gonna ask you, would you be willing to share your story? See, after the service, we're gonna have a camera out there and we're gonna ask people to share their stories. Just a minute, just 30 seconds, just a little bit of time to say, this is me and Jesus, I wanna share my story. And you can do that online as well by videoing your story and sending it into us. If you go onto the website, slash bless you'll find all the details we'll edit them we'll make them easy for you to share on your social media platforms and to get the word out there about our stories finally before i turn over to the guys behind me listen to this scripture revelation 12 verse 11 they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Let me listen to that again. Let me read that to you again. They triumphed over him. Who's him? It's the devil. They triumphed over him. How? By the blood of the lamb. That's Jesus. And by the word of their testimony. That's mine and that's your story. They did not love their lives so much to shrink away from what was uncomfortable. No, they stepped out. And they said, by the blood of the lamb and by the power of my testimony, they will overcome the devil. Hey, 
I would love to shrink back and be comfortable. And I know who else would love that is the devil. He would love for us to shrink back into the shadows and to stay quiet. But they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Let's not underestimate how powerful your story is, how important your story is, how much um, can happen by just sharing your story and by doing that with Jesus. So let's get into it. Let's hear some stories. I'm going to ask um, Leslie first to come, and she's going to share a little bit about how beginning with prayer has shaped her story. So uh, I am going to disappear, and I'm going to invite, and please do give a round of applause for Leslie. Hi, guys. How terrifying to see you all. <laughs> Um, so my story, um, for those of you who were there for my baptism, uh, I said that I gave my life to Christ in May 2020. And two months after that, I was able to go back home to Paris and in Paris to have an amazing great friend. And she has been loving God for the longest time and she's been, you know, following Christ for forever since I've known her for more than 10 years. And um, so in she invited me over to her church and it was kind of a YA type of thing. It was kind of a YA gathering and I didn't know anyone there. And as I'm introducing myself to everyone, one of the girls, she says, oh, but we already know you. And I was like, what do you mean? I thought she was gonna say, because the friend we have in common has mentioned you before. But she says, because we've been praying for you for years. And I was like, I had been a Christian for two months, so I was like, is that what Christians do? I, I had no idea that Christians were praying for other people to come and know God. I didn't know, I thought people were just praying for each other and, you know, blessings and stuff like that. And so that stayed with me and that was such an amazing welcome to Christianity, welcome to the family because I didn't know people did, did that. And so that stayed with me and that stayed in the back of my mind. And a couple of days after that, so that friend that I mentioned, we always had conversations, conversations about God, about faith. We would always have this type of conversation. And we were having one and she says, you know, if I needed any confirmation that God is real and that God listens to us when we pray, you are that confirmation. The fact that you've given your life to Christ is an answer to my prayers. And to me, that was really amazing. The fact that my friend, when we were having this kind of conversation, she never tried to shove Christianity down my throat or shove Christ down my throat. She would always listen to me, have, uh, you know, have points to, 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 to come across, but she would never judge me she will never criticize me she never forced me to love god because that doesn't happen so she never forced me to to love god and she would go away when we would be having this conversation and she would go home and she would just speak to god and let him do his thing and she would involve her whole church to pray for me and people that i had never met before were praying for me and so cut to um Sorry, cut to uh, um, two months ago, I 
had a conversation with my Tuesday group, Ayana, <laughs> and uh, so we were at, at the end of the conversation. I said, "Oh, I would love to be able to share my love with Christ with someone, but I just don't know how to do it." And someone said, "Do you want to do it at work? Where would you want to do it?" And I was like, mm, "Work? I don't know. It's a bit sensitive. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure." Two weeks ago. As I went back uh, to the office for the first time since December, some of my colleagues invited me over to, I don't know, eat or something. And it was during Breeze Night In. So I said, no, I'm sorry, I have something to do with church, so no. And it wasn't the first time that I had refused an invitation from them because, because of God, basically. <laughs> and uh, so I think it was too much for them. They, they got kind of mad at me. They were like, what are you? doing why are you always at church i didn't used to be you know as involved so why what's happening and they started asking me questions about god and honestly my heart started racing because i was i was afraid and i felt attacked and i was like what is going on i don't know how to answer these questions and so i prayed in my heart and i said father i don't know how to answer these questions i have no idea what i'm supposed to say i don't want to say anything wrong i don't want to say anything false please give me the words put the words in my mouth so that i can answer these questions and i calmed down and we had we talked about god for two hours i did not work and i didn't work at all Sorry, Abkam, but I didn't work for two hours. <laughs> and, I, and we kept talking about God. And I, I, as we were talking, I messaged my, my YA group and I said, guys, I'm having the best conversation. They're asking tough questions. It's so hard, but I'm loving it. And I was the one saying, guys, you have any more questions? Is there anything else I can answer? Because God was guiding me. And it's so, you know, it's so easy to get discouraged when you pray for someone to come to Christ and they don't or whatever you're praying for. But like my friend did, don't lose courage. Pray and pray because you might be the person that God will use to spark a fire in someone. Even if it's in a year, even if it's in 10 years, you don't know. Just keep trusting God because he's the one who knows. He's the one who knows. He's the one who will put the words in, in your mouth for that person, for that person to hear. And Katie Campbell said that one day once. She said that she's the result of people praying for her. And I, it's, it's true. They said, my friend and her church, they said that to me. They said they had been praying for me. And this is one of the reasons why I'm here today. And as I've said before, there's no turning back. So <laughs> that's my story. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. So good. So I am going to quickly turn my attention to my left, your right, and introduce to you Bev. Um, this is uh, Beverly Turner. Um, why don't you introduce yourself and just share a little bit about, about you? Um, hi, everybody. Morning. It's lovely to see you. Uh, my name's Bev. Most people know me as Bev from the Connect team. <laughs> so... Um, when Becky asked me to share my story, I was one of those, I'm not worthy, what is my story, who am I in the great scheme of things? And, um, and I guess Becky's given me the confidence to be able to share with you when you feel such a small seed in such a massive field that you can plant yourself anywhere and if God's got anything to do with it, he'll help you grow. So... My story started, um, I was seven, 
uh, something happened. Um, I kept it to myself. I did share it. I shared it with God. Um, and from a very early age, I knew, uh, I knew that God was real. And for people around me, that was really hard, really hard, because I come from a, a loving family, but they certainly weren't Christians. Um, and then my sister got married, and instead of us bridesmaids uh, having flowers, we were given Bibles to walk with. And um, when we'd done the deed, uh, we went away, and, and I had this Bible in my hand, and I thought, this is special, and I don't know why. And I suffered with dyslexia, didn't know what it was at the time, was just repeatedly told I was stupid, dumb, uh, would never learn anything. So I kept trying and trying to read the word, and it, was, it didn't make sense. None of it made sense. And then we fast forward. I met my then husband, and he was practicing with Jehovah's Witnesses, and it gripped me. Um, but I never put my toe the other side. I always sat on the fence. And even though they gave me a solid foundation of the word, a simplicity, a, a simplistic version, my heart was never there, ever. But I ached. I ached for something, and I didn't know what it was. And then, unfortunately, the marriage folded, and um, I went on to uh, meet Paul, and everybody I'd like to think knows Paul. And uh, Paul and I had some challenges uh, after 34 years. Uh, things weren't working as they should, and um, Vicky and Russell were in our lives then, and Russell asked Paul to come along to church, to this church, and that's where my story, I guess, really took off. Um, I watched the transformation of this sorry, sorry man um, who didn't know Jesus and didn't know how to behave like a good, loving father should because he'd never been shown. So, Russell took him by the hand and he led him here. He did an Alpha course. The transformation in Paul was outstanding. It was phenomenal. Um, so much so that I started talking to Vicky about, well, what, what is C3? What does C3 do for you? Vicky's been in my life for as many years as Paul has, and she was never um, Christian, or whatever Christian is. She didn't have a relationship with God. And she was like, Bev, it's unbelievable. You really have to be there. And uh, fast forward in a little bit more, Paul decided to get baptised and C3 do the amazing thing where you, um, somebody can come and hold a towel for you, be a part of it. It's a family occasion, not just for the C3 family, but for anybody outside. So Liam said, Mum, we need to go. And I was like, no, don't want to go, don't want to be a part of it. No, Mum, please, we really need to go. And Liam's got his own struggles. So for him, it was like, okay, if you want me to go, I'll go. So in we came, we watched the baptisms, and from there on in, I sat in a chair, never with Vicky, Russell, and Paul. I was always the other side of the room. And I would listen, and, and each week it become more and more apparent that I 
loved what I was hearing. I loved watching the family grow around me. I loved the welcome that C3 gave to me. But more than that, I, I was making sense of the word. It actually was applicable to me. It's current, it's here and it's now. And that was amazing for me. Um, Vicky used to say, Beverly, when are you going to stop chewing a wasp? Because I would sit over there and I'd be like, not for me, don't want to hear it, wouldn't stand up, wouldn't worship. But one day I stood up <laughs> and Steve said, right, come on, when we worship, we want you all to put your hands up. And I'm standing in the second row with, with my friends and I thought, I'm going to do that. I am going to do that. And I put my hands up and I got Paul's hand and put his hand up too. And I thought, why am I putting my hands up? That's my father. I'm actually worshipping. This is amazing. And the Holy Spirit took me. And it was actually Rhiannon that was speaking. And I put my hand up and I became a part of the journey. And let me tell you, the train hasn't stopped yet. The blessings are plenty. The people are amazing. And I am so blessed to be sitting here with Becky telling you guys my story. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, well, I know, I mean, if you could hear, I, when I first chatted to Bev about her story, we sat for two hours in Coldham's. Um, and I said, you've got five minutes, so we're going to we're gonna really have to bring that one down. But if you get a chance, talk to people about their stories. Um, you know, Russell and Vicky were instrumental in doing that, eating with Bev, listening to Bev, giving Bev a, a Bible and answering questions and, and doing that. And I'm sure all of us have people who have done that. Hey, we're going to watch a few more stories, um, and they will come up for you guys online and also for the, in the room, and then we're going to come back together and pray and finish the service. So have a look at the screens, get comfortable and, and your sofas at home, and let's watch a few more stories. So I am here with Martin today, and we are excited to hear a little bit of his story. So Martin, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, I know there's been a major milestone that you've just completed, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that, about that and what you've been up to? Yeah, so uh, I'm Martin, I'm 29. Uh, I'm from Huntingdon. Recently just finished my uh, degree for in film and television production in uh, AIU. Nearly said Cambridge, but <laughs> fake It's Cambridge. in Cambridge. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell people. Yeah. Like, I go to university in Cambridge. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was, yeah, I had to make a, a solo lockdown film, uh, which was difficult because I, I, I thought I'd play all the characters and film it all and edit it all and do the sound. So, yeah, I'm glad that's sort of done now and wow. I can relax a bit more. Great stuff. Well, it's really exciting. I know last time we, we met in person, you were just about to kick off that project. Oh, so yeah, it's great way, to yeah. hear that you've, um, you've reached the end of that. And speaking of meeting, the first time we met, which you can tell me how long ago it was. I think it must have been a few years ago um, when you came to C3 for the first time. So, yeah, I, st I started in February last year. Uh, it feels like a few years, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> February last year, um, I had a friend who, she said, oh, I, I really want to check out this church and you're quite a, an open person. Like, would you come with me so I'm not alone? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course I will. Like, absolutely. Uh, and I went and I wasn't expecting, you know, straight away was worship. And I was like, this, 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 
it's nice. <laughs> um, and then the preach, and what I what really attracted me to it all was is I didn't when I wasn't a Christian, I didn't have to look at the preachers and uh, as as a Christian because I could take it away for like normal lives. Like yeah. one of the preachers was about like money management. And I was like, that's, you know, that's really good. You could take that away. Mm. And then I kept coming back. Then I kept coming back. Uh, and then Victoria uh, said, oh, have you, have you heard of the Alpha course? Um, and I was like, no, what's the Alpha course? <laughs> like, uh, with an army background, you know, like, Alpha, bravo, child. <laughs> but, uh, and I was like, what's, what's the Alpha course? And she explained to me how it's, um, it's like, a, like a crash course yeah. in, in Christianity, I guess. M one of my biggest issues was the Holy Spirit. Right. Everyone kept saying to me, oh, feel the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I just don't understand. And a lot of people went, you will. <laughs> and I was just like, no, I don't understand. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then it was during the Alpha course, um, and Grace, who was, who was taking it, uh, she said that someone um, said something about me. They've never, they don't know me, I didn't wow. know them. Um, and it was like how the Holy Spirit said through them. Wow. Uh, which, as, again, during, I was a bit like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she, she said what she said, which it, I would, like, at the time, like, really kind of touched me. I was going through a lot, like, mm. you know, a lot of personal issues. Uh, and, I, and then Grace was like, do you mind, like, just, you know, kind of opening your arms and me saying a prayer for you? And at the time, I didn't realise, like, the, the symbolism of like, it's like accepting. Mm. Um, so I, I was like, yep, yeah, okay. And I was there like, you know, in my room, on the computer screen, like eyes closed, hands down. Uh, and she prayed for me and it was just like, and that was when I, I felt the Holy Spirit. Wow. For the first time ever. And well, I say the first time, I'll, I'll come back to that. <laughs> but like I felt it and I felt this warm and I felt this like, this, I just, I smiled. And, I, and it was just a really like, mind-blowing experience and then I, at that time I was like oh I get, <laughs> I get it, it now, yeah. uh, and then I I look back and I and it's not been the first time mm. other times I just never noticed it was like uh, for, for example uh, my mum my passed away when I was 18 and when I was going through a difficult time this is again before I was mm. a Christian but I still I did the whole, you know, sometimes I'd, I'd just pray, you know. Mm. It was like, a, at the time, it was like a last resort yeah. thing, you know, like yeah. a lot of people do. Done that. Uh, yeah. And I, just, I remember I just collapsed onto my knees. But I was, I was praying to my mum. Right. Um, I was just like, mum, like, please, like, blah. Uh, and then I felt this, like, hug, this warm, like, feeling. At the time, I, I you know, I, I was just like, oh, mum. I kind of, like, freaked out. Like, <laughs> Uh, but then, like now, I look back. I'm yeah, like, see. that was a that was the Holy Spirit. And yeah. then I start to analyze all these things that have happened in my life, mm. and and I go, well, that that must have been the Holy Spirit too. That must have been God, like you know, kind of pushing me in that direction yeah. to to lead me to where I am today. Yeah, that's great. That's so. Good. And then just to wrap up and kind of bring it full circle, you've talked about your experience of being on Alpha. But am I right saying you've been involved in now helping to facilitate Alpha as yeah. well? Yeah. So. Um, I, I work across the road um, in the in the army centre there, uh, and we got a, a new recruit who's a, a I think he's called a chaplain cadet. So you call you have your officer cadets, which are people that are going through the transition of becoming an officer in the army, and then he was a chaplain cadet, so he was going to become a, a padre uh, in the army, uh, and.
and he kind of did his rounds, you know, with his packs of Harry Bow. And it's <laughs> like, hello. And like, everyone was like, hey, you're right. And I remember we, we, we started talking. I was like, oh, yeah, I go to C3 across the road. And it's like, oh, that's amazing. And so like, I'm looking to start an alpha course. Uh, do you know it? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> nice. um, and he was like, do you mind like helping me with it? So me and him and a couple of other lads who were Christian, we... We, it was online again. Yeah. Uh, same videos that I <laughs> nice. watched. So I was, I was like, yeah, I knew this. Got my notes from last time. <laughs> and we we got the the ladies and gents together. And it was just and it was just really nice to be able to kind of push people towards Jesus in wow. that in that sense. Yeah. Uh, and it went really well. Excellent. Oh, that's great stuff. Well, thank you so much for your time thank today, you. Martin. It's been so great to hear your story. I hope you've all been encouraged by that. Isn't it great to hear? Go on the Alpha and then immediately re uh, sew him back in um, and helping other people on their journey. So thank you for your thank time, you. Martin. Today I am with Martin to find out a little bit more about his story and his journey of faith. So we are here to find all about, all about Martin McDonald. So can you introduce yourself? Tell us something about you. So as you well and truly put it so nicely, I'm Martin McDonald. Just hit the right page of 30. Nice. From Cambridge, born and bred. And what do you go by? What do, what's, what do you self-impose your name as? So I'm pretty well known as the C3 legend by a lot of people because, like, I'm not afraid to put myself out there to talk to people, like, step out of my comfort zone. And how did you come to faith? What's your story of finding Jesus? So someone had come and knocked on the door when C3 was first opening at Brooks Road, where we are now. OK. And told me about the grand opening and just invited us along. And, and what happened at that first opening? How did, you, how did you feel or what did you think? I felt overwhelmed, but in a good way. Okay. But I could really feel the Holy Spirit really become clear to me. Okay. And did you just keep coming back, or what, what happened after so, that? So, I left it for a few months. Okay. And then came back in January 2016. Okay. And obviously, I just can't stay away, because it's such a great connection, you know, great community. Sure. I've just loved getting stuck in. So, were there any anybody or anything that happened when you when you came back in that Janu January? What happened from from there? So, there's a chap called Dave Harvey. Yeah. He's the one that's obviously like you know like always pushed me to become the best me, and the one that Christ actually was actually always going to you know push me to be. Sure. Um, now, rumor has it that you go out for lots of meals with lots of people, but that all started, um, am I right in thinking, with, with Dave right at the start of when yeah. you first started coming. So tell me a little bit about that and what did that mean for you, for, for Dave to invite you out for food? It felt like obviously that I was appreciated and I was actually, you know, like wanted to be actually, you know, like around, you know, like yeah. obviously like, and it felt like obviously like, you know, I was part of something, you know, like a much bigger plan than I had for my own life. Right. Because it's so easy to think we can do things, obviously, like, and have a bet, you know, our plan, you know, to actually be in line with what we want to do when it's not our plan, it's God's yeah. plan. Yeah. And is there a verse or something that you've kind of grabbed hold of or you feel like has been something that's been really important in your life? So I now live by myself. Yeah. And I was so used to having people always around me, you know, like, obviously, like, you know, like support workers or, you know, foster carers and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But the verse that really strikes me is Philippians 4.13. Okay. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I feel like, obviously, like, if I didn't have, you know, Christ, yeah. you know, like, his strength, I don't think I could have got through some of the stuff that, obviously, that I've been through. Yeah. And you've been through, 
you know, lots of different things in your life. You've had some some difficult situations and circumstances. God's pulled me through. God's brought you through. That's amazing to yeah. hear. So if you could say anything to, you know, people in, in C3 or people who are maybe on the edge or um, coming to get involved, what would you what would you say? What would be your Martin, the C3 legend's piece of advice? With God, you can't fail. Because as much as you feel like you are, you are failing, God's not going to let you fail. Yeah, you might mess up, but the thing is, God is so much more bigger than that. And he will always be guiding your path. Like, no matter how dark it might seem, his, yeah. he will light your path. There will, no be, there will be no more darkness. Amazing. Come to the light. Amazing. Yeah. Great. Well, we love having you as part of the C3 Church and having you welcome people and get involved and serving with your Connect T-shirt on and chatting with people. And it has genuinely been incredible to see your story unfold and to see you grow and like you say that you um, want to do that you want to learn um, and so thank you for being a part of it thank you for, for learning and for taking on advice and um, and just being who you are so we appreciate you the C3 legend <laughs> thank you very much hey church my name is Anna and I'm just going to share two stories about how gathering around food and eating together has been a blessing to me so the first story is from when I was younger um, as a family, when I was growing up, we used to attend a lovely Church of England church in the town of Stoke, which, if you wondered about my accent, that's where I'm originally from. And uh, at this point in my life, my dad was really heavily involved in the church, and he is and always has been super community-minded, um, always looking out for people. He's the kind of person that can talk to anyone about anything, and he would always look out for the person that's alone or on the edge or... Um, looks like they need a bit of help. So every Sunday after the morning service, um, you could guarantee that my dad would zone in on um, the person that was new, get chatting to them, make them feel welcome, um, ask them lots of questions, and, and without fail, they would always, always get an invite back to our house for Sunday dinner. Now, I was stoked we called dinner lunch, so that's lovely Sunday roast dinner. Now, my poor mom, who is the main cook in the household growing up, um, she never knew how many people to cook for. Sometimes it would be one, sometimes it would be three. Um, we just never knew who was going to be at our table. And as a family, during the week, we didn't often sit around the table to eat together because we had different schedules. But on a Sunday, we made a real effort to come together, um, to laugh, to talk, to play games, and to share food together. And obviously, at the time, I was super young, so I wouldn't have really been... Um, able to articulate or properly understand kind of the benefit of what my dad was doing inviting these people into our home and into our family but as we've been going through this series I've just really started to look at myself and what I do and what me and my husband do and just really started to understand the impact of, of all of those years ago what my dad was doing for those people in, in giving them an instant um, opportunity to belong and be part of a family um, as they've come into a new community Story number two uh, relates to me personally when uh, I'm a bit older now, so I was um, a late teen and a young adult. Um, at this point in my life, my family had actually stopped going to church and I was the only one out of us all going to church um, due to a wonderful friend at school inviting me along to her youth group. Um, and so I went to their youth group and I um, consequently went to that church. And in that church, it was a small church. There wasn't many young people in uh, young adults, but we were a quite a close-knit community. And we had some wonderful young adult leaders who weren't that old themselves, fairly um, newly married couple. 
and they would just go above and beyond to invite us into their home. They would go beyond their ministerial duties, if you like, of serving us on a Friday night or on a Sunday um, morning or afternoon. And they'd invite us back for food, we'd get a takeaway, they'd let us raid their snack cupboards, bless them. They let all of these young people descend onto their house. Um, they fed us, um, we watched TV, we laughed together, we, we chatted, we ate, we spoke, and it was so much fun. What I've realized as um, I've continued on, like because they let us into their world, we as young people, and me especially, let them into our world. And it was such an incredible thing that they did in terms of creating a safe space for us where we could just laugh and be together and hang out. And, and I really do believe that I had some of the most formative conversations um, in those moments and in those times, especially as a young person. There was no question off the table. We were allowed to be our true and authentic selves. We could ask any question and they were always there for us and ready. And it was over food and over um, snacks and over just hangout time. I truly believe that I wouldn't be the person that I am today had it not been for those formative conversations that we had in that safe space, that place where we belonged. And I just am so grateful that I'm able to stand here today and kind of say I'm still following Jesus and give a testimony about how gathering around food made a big impact on me because of their love and their kindness and their hospitality. Stories, powerful, right? How people prayed for people, ate with people, listened to people, served people. You know, the common thread is two things, people and Jesus. People and Jesus. And we can't do our stories without people. So I've got a couple of questions for you this morning. Question number one, I just want you to take a moment to think about. Who has been a part of your story? Who ate with you? Who prayed for you? Who shared their story with you? Just take a moment to think about that. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it was siblings. Maybe it was friends in school. Maybe it was a stranger knocking on the, your door. Who's been a part of your story? Maybe you could thank them today. Thank you for being a part of my story. Question number two, whose story are you being a part of? Whose story are you helping write? Whose story are you eating with or listening to or serving to be a part of their story? so you can be written into their story. And question number three, maybe you're here today and you're hearing all these stories or you're listening online and you're hearing these stories of how people and Jesus has got people to where they are today. Your people are important, but Jesus is the most important part of those stories. And if you would like to start that journey with Jesus today, I just want to give you a moment to start that journey, to respond to what you've heard, to act and start that story. Like Bev said, there she responded and put up her hand. We're going to have a moment where we can respond. And in a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you'd like to agree with me in this prayer, then I'd love for you just, if you're in the room, to slip up your hand, and if you're online, to write yes 
in the comments. Yes, I want to be a part of that prayer. So if you're ready, here it is. The starting point of a journey with Jesus. Pray this prayer with me. Father God, I am so grateful for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross so that I could have a story written with him to be who the person you've created me to be. I'm sorry for everything I've done in the past for not living in community with you and I choose you today to accept you as my father, to accept you as my friend and to be a part of the family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you want to pray that prayer and respond to that prayer, like I said, yes in the comments. And if you're in the room, just place your hand up if you feel comfortable. On the way out, there's going to be Bibles for you at the connect point that you'll be able to pick up and take away. And if you respond yes online, someone will get in touch with you and we'll make sure you get a Bible to you from home as well. It's important to do that. If you've taken that step, whether it's for the first time or the way of recommitment, take that Bible. Take that Bible as a, re a reminder of that step into starting the next part of your story. And if you can... If you feel comfortable, share your story. Share your story. And that might be today, outside. If you're here, go and video it. We'll be there. We'll be listening to your stories. Every one of you have got a good story. Every single one of you. And it would be great to hear more of those stories. And I would also recommend that you go online to Facebook or to Instagram. Follow the C3 Church because we're going to be sharing more of these stories online. We're going to be sharing the fuller content, not the, the, not the content just for this morning, but the whole conversations. So you'll be able to hear more of them. But thank you so much for being a part of so many people's stories. I'm going to hand over to um, Pastor Angie, who is going to finish us off in our service today. But thank you, uh, church, for all you do, for all the stories you're a part of. Can we uh, give a round of applause for everyone who's given their story today? What an amazing service to hear God work in everybody's singles' lives. We have to say goodbye to you, to you guys online. Maybe we can applaud the guys online as we say goodbye to you. Thanks for joining us. You are so very, very welcome. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.